Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free-flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. First week of podcast here. I'm gonna do a uh, little bit of a pie. I really didn't want to do because you know, you know, my uh, disdain for all things fully sports and all that. But uh, I got a big log. Except Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah, Hurts, Matthew. Yeah, we got me live. And my, uh, you know, my teammate now on Huddle Up every Tuesday. Um, also, uh, one fifth of the. Uh, 3CT podcast, rest podcast. Uh, Matt, what's up, man? It just doubled you like literally fucking five minutes ago. Now that you do get another point. Yeah, now we get to expand further. We can talk about other sports, though, besides football, apparently. It's not frowned upon in here, so it would be, be nice to <laughs> it's our horizons. I know on the, on the, uh, when we used to do the big gym sports podcast, we used to delve into other things besides football, so yeah. nice to finally do that again. Did you try basketball with them also? I tried. I really tried. We, we did a lot of golf, which was tough because I don't watch a ton of that. And Jim yeah, does. And so uh, I know he would We usually spend like 20 minutes on golf. Uh, and it was the NBA Finals the one year. It was the, the yeah. first instance of the Cavs-Warriors where I had to like really press him. Like, can we talk about this? It was going into like game six. <laughs> like, yeah, fine. So it, it, it happened. It wasn't often, but it so, happened. So name of, name of this bonus episode is uh, showing some quote-unquote brotherly love i suppose um because uh you are running on a heater right now in philadelphia with sports it's, between it's scary man it's, it's scary. very scary and it's something I, I i can't wrap my head around uh the eagles are obviously unbeaten right now currently you have the i mean sixers are doing all right but uh you know they'll be all right but the the, the phillies and that's the right now the, the cherry on top right now the, the, the phillies are in the world series that phillies, nobody yeah. nobody had that seen, seen that coming no, not at all. I, I mean, I you think, think even the most optimistic of Phillies fans were hoping for them to beat the Cardinals and then put on like a good showing against the Braves. Um, and then when they got past the Braves and it was Phillies Padres, I think that that probably was cause for a little more optimism Two wild card teams. It's kind of a crapshoot at that point. And uh, the, the Phillies were getting hot at the right time, as right. they saw against Atlanta. So uh, I think once we got past Atlanta, that's when a lot of people started to to believe in that but even i have season tickets for the phillies so before the postseason started i got the email like as a season ticket holder you can buy two tickets to a game each round if if you want and for me it was house money because if they didn't make it that just went towards my season ticket plan for next year anyway so i'm spending this money anyway i might as well just go and i've certainly cashed in the right season to to get those season tickets because i was able to get two for each uh, one game yeah. for each round, and then I got to buy some extra tickets. Then once they opened it up more, so I, I was 
able to to loop some friends in so they were able to see some mm-hmm. games too without having to pay the astronomical prices that you're seeing on secondary markets right yeah that's now. something you sent me in the chat yesterday like the t- tickets insane. for the world series is insane just to stand up and watch a game was over a thousand dollars and that's the case that was for game three which isn't even a, a clinching possibility right. so the the game five ones i want to say are now up to 14 1500 for standing room only I mean, I know inflation. I know inflation is a thing, but I mean, come on. I man. mean, that, that's not what those people paid for those seats. But I mean, however, however you have to pay your bills, I'm not going to knock anyone's hustle. It's just unfortunate for a, a lot of fans who probably don't have the means to pay that much for a standing room only ticket that that won't get to see their favorite team in the World Series. Right. I, I was, guess. The, I guess the one thing I will say about you know being a Mets fan, of course, and being used to disappointment every year because it's. I, I, I've been a Mets fan since 1988, so I'm, I'm used to this shit. I, I warned fans the Mets like back in August to, not to get ahead of themselves and all that. They listen to me clearly. So, um, but you know, the, the the one saving grace for me, I will say, you know, and we were wrong. I, I did a top five of my my five most disliked baseball teams on on the podcast on, on Thursday, and Phillies on top top of the list. Trust me. Um, is that at least all four top teams in the National League were uh, eliminated? Playoffs for the NLCS, yeah. all, you know, all, you know, Cardinals, Mets, Braves, and Dodgers. Who the hell would have thought that, dude? Right. Yeah, it was it was insane. It, it kind of went back. I know you follow hockey a little bit when when the Flyers went yeah. to the Stanley Cup in 2010, and it was kind of the same thing where the, all the good teams just kept getting knocked out before the Flyers had to face them. So it was like we we got the opportunity. Not that the Flyers didn't have to. Obviously, they were the seven seed, so they did have to take down the two seed, similar to what the right. Phillies had to do this year. But making it an easier path is, is certainly nothing to see. But at the same time, the Padres, that lineup was one that I was a little concerned about. When you have Machado and Soto in the same mm-hmm. lineup. I mean, that's yeah. that's a lot of offensive firepower. They can get hot, similar to how the Phillies did. They just did not. They had flashes, but nothing consistent. You're not talking your shit. What's going on? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go too hard just because then, you know, should should fate not go my way this this coming week. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. A little more. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. This is house <laughs> money, dude. You're not even expected to beat Houston in it this is. series. That's 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 the thing for me is it, do I expect a, a World Series win? Probably not. But I the end of the day, I. I didn't know if I would ever get to go to a World Series game. I was in college when they made it back in 08, so I was broke. No money to, <laughs> to go to playoff games whatsoever. I got to go to the parade, which was awesome, but I, yeah. everything else was just on my TV. So to actually know that in one week, well, less than a week now from when we're airing this, um, I will be attending a World Series game. I think that that's all that really matters. You go to, to game me. three, right? Game three? Game four. I'm okay. going to game four. So, um, that was, that was the other thing that when I made my purchases, you get to choose which game you go to. And, and that's cool. Being the uh, the level headed Philly fan that I was, I was like, give me a guaranteed game every time. They're not going to clinch in game three of the NLDS likely there. I didn't foresee a sweep if we're winning. So I right. didn't get to see any of the final games of the series, but it was, it was like, I want to make sure I'm at least going to a playoff game a right. World Series game. Like, I don't want to hitch my wagon to game five and then we get swept and I don't get to go. So let's get it real. Uh, Astros are 
fantastic baseball team. Yeah. Um, they have not lost that fucking game since this playoffs have started. Okay. Right. They swept the Yankees. I mean, I, I look, I, I'm there's sure no surprise. Oh, I absolutely did love it. I mean, cause, cause, I, cause you know, my, my, the next two teams on my list is two A, two B, uh, Yankees and Dodgers, second rotated teams. Uh, they haven't lost the game yet. And I don't know. This team just seems very hungry. I, I feel like ever since the whole cheating scandal came about, this team has been on a mission to put people wrong and all that. I don't know, man. They haven't I, yet. I think this is kind of the, the year where they're trying to make that statement, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough, man. I, I don't foresee. I'm hoping a six-game series is what I'm looking for. The thing Either is, though, direction. I don't want to get swept. That's, that's of course, my yeah. only thing. I don't, I don't see that happening either. I don't see that happening. I, I think the bats for the Phillies are hot enough that we can pull a game or two yeah. out. Um, and not to say they can't do the unthinkable, but like you said, house money. Uh, this is just kind of one of those things where you, you go into. I mean, you, you've seen it with sports teams in the past that, that you follow as well. Like the, the Heat last year, I think that even though they were the one seed, I don't think right. anyone had them no. going past the the Celtics so to to get it as far as they did I think that that was probably you know, a, this example is really the best example for me really honestly all the teams I move forward the 07 Giants to me is the perfect uh comparison to that like mm-hmm. I remember going to that playoffs saying okay look we're in the playoffs we're a five seed in the, in, in the NFC just beat Tampa in the first round and we're good I mean, that's a good year for us we'll lose Dallas again and we'll be all right then you run the table would be Dallas be Green Bay and be New England you know whatever yeah. kind of, I, I think this Philly team is dangerous. Like I'm thinking Houston to win the series, but this might go longer. People get credit for because I, I, I think in, in baseball, the most dangerous team, team to have to play is the one that has nothing to lose. Right. This Philly team's been on a heater since late September, and they just play nothing to lose. They, they, there were no expectations other than making the playoffs, maybe one as a wild card. That's it. And now you 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 beat you beat Atlanta, you beat St. Louis, and now you beat San Diego, who was as he was. Who just beat the Dodgers and the Mets, you know? Yeah. So there's nothing to lose for these guys. And I think I think if Houston does not get, you know, I mean, obviously they haven't lost a game yet, so obviously they're doing their job. But it would not shock me if Philly pulls it off. It would not shock me. And, I, and I, I'll, 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 if it happens, I'm going to cry my ass off for next next fucking, you know, <laughs> and, and cry and cry and cry as a, as, a, as a guy who hates the fucking Phillies. I'll be unbearable. <laughs> huh? I'll be unbearable. So, I will yeah. Be unbearable, yeah. Oh, I know you will. Could you imagine if you if can you imagine now look this is obviously I think it's a long shot, but you know, but things are playing out pretty well right now. If both the Phillies and the Eagles win, win titles in, in the span of three four months. Yeah, and don't <laughs> don't count out the union who are, are in the championship series in the I keep, MLS. Keep forgetting you're a soccer guy. Keep forgetting yeah, so guy. I mean Philly right now has a lot going on. And it's it's even funnier because the Flyers were supposed to be kind of that that blemish on the Philly roster and they're playing above expectations at this mm-hmm. point too. So it's it's an entry which is a scary time in Philly because this just doesn't happen. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. your fandom's kind of gone in, in, hand in hand with with Phillies. I mean, you've seen more success out of the Heat than than I have on yeah. the NBA side, but yeah. you know the droughts that they go between your baseball, your hockey, your football winning oh, yeah. season. So for all of them to just, to just kind of click at the same time. I saw yeah. Jim the other day that, that Notre Dame's kind of keeping me grounded and I can't have yeah. everything. So if, if one team has to be that sacrificial lamb with them being in the position they already are, then sure, let it be Notre Dame. Let it be the Sixers for this, the first month of the season if if they have to be that that 
black horse. So be so, it. So I, I've had like, also like for me, like I think I think closest thing I had to like success like in the small span, like 06 Heat, 07 Giants titles there, and then I had the eleven Giants, and then twelve and thirteen Heat win the finals after that, and then the Seminoles win the fourteen for college football. So I had a little nice little run in you know in my yeah. workers. and then after that everyone's shit. Four State yeah. sucks now. Giants only now getting their shit together now. The Heat have been have been relatively decent pretty much in the last couple of years, but. Yeah, I, I I get the drought thing, man. That thing is oh, and the Mets won the World Series one fifteen. You know, went to World Series, but you know they lost. But whatever, right? We don't talk about that. <laughs> the dance, right? Yeah, I mean that team shouldn't have been there anyway. But whatever. Um, prediction for the series. What do you got? Uh, give me Phillies in five. I'll be optimistic. Holy fuck! I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm going above. I'm going with the with the 08 run. Everything's kind of mirroring that, and it's it's been mirroring through the regular season that 08 team. Finished with a better record, obviously, and won the division that year. Right. But but they they took down the Brewers in, in four games. Then they took down the, the Dodgers in five games. Took down Tampa Bay in five games. So let's but, go fill some five. And the only team that had had expectations of winning at all that year. At least at least getting there because that they team was stacked. did. And and that was the other thing. There was a lot of offensive firepower in that in that lineup. But then behind Cole Hamels, that the pitching rotation wasn't anything to write home about. This time through, the the Phillies have Wheeler and they have Nola, so they at least have two people that you can say any given day they're going to go out and pitch a jam. We've seen them both do it this season, seen them both do it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think that this year I feel a little more comfortable about the starting and a little less comfortable about the the bullpen. In 08, you had Romero, you had Madsen, you had Lidge, seven, eight, nine, and those guys just didn't give up runs. Ever so, right. like if if your starter got you to the seventh and you had the lead, that's a win for the Phillies. This year it's a little more shaky. We have Eflin, Dominguez, and Alvarado, but mm-hmm. it's we've seen them give up some runs in, in clutch situations. So not the same level of comfort that I feel than I did back then. Right. All right. This is the next Philly team here that's doing some great things. The Eagles are currently six and zero as this recording. Um, the only unbeaten team left in the NFL. Um, and it feels like it's a. It, it feels like it, it, at least in the NFC, it's a runaway. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the rest. I mean, look. I, I know. I know my Giants are a game behind you guys, but let's be real. The Giants aren't not on that level yet. They got a lot to prove before they get to that point. Uh, the Vikings, same thing. The Vikings. You know, the only loss was against you guys. You know. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm going to pose the question here, and I, I think I already know the answer, but I'll put it out there anyway. Any chance the Eagles go 17? No. No. No chance. No chance. So I went through the schedule, and I agree with you. But I'll be honest with you, that schedule ain't, you know, it's it's fairly decent. Like, I, I said on the podcast about a week ago, well, two weeks ago, that it's a wrap. The number one season in AFC and NFC are locked up. And not just because of the fact that I believe in Philadelphia and, and Buffalo on the other side of the, of the bracket, but the schedule's going to bear out now. And to me, the only, the only tough swing you have coming up really – it's late in the year, going to November, December, when you have the three game road trip. You know, I think if, if you play the Giants and I think Seattle's in there too, also, and maybe Dallas in there. The Giants, Giants, Bears, Cowboys. Oh, Bears, Bears, Cowboys. Sorry, yeah. Those two NFC East teams. Other than that, this, this this team should not lose more than three games this year. I, I would say three is probably my measuring stick. I mean, we have four games left still against NFC East teams. We haven't played the Giants yet at all. So we have to go to Dallas. Um, and then commanders at home. So I, 
My playoff commanders. Hey, still in. Yeah, I mean, I I, <laughs> I don't see them going six and zero against the division. They're gonna lose at least one of the those games. Whether it's like at the end of the season, you know, where, where they're resting some people towards the end, so be it. Um, you know, I also coming up. I mean, we have Steelers Texans next, but that's Sunday to Thursday. So those those short rest games, they mm. should handle business. But I mean, you never know what teams are going to do on short rest days. So I would I would put 14 at three as probably where I'm seeing them finish up. I do not see them running the table. Now, do you feel good about people going right now saying here through some weeks that they are number one seed in the NFC? Do you feel good about that? I do, yeah. I, and I think that's just because of what we've seen in the other divisions. There's not – I mean, the, the South and the West are both kind of – middle of the pack right now and, and mm-hmm. teams will start to elevate themselves. But I think that, I mean, already everyone in the South has at least three losses, correct? Everyone in the West has at least three yeah, losses. Everyone, no, no, everyone in the South has at least four losses. Yeah. So it's, I mean, if we're putting the measuring stick at, at 14 and three for the Eagles, then you know, those yeah. other teams have to run the table the rest of the way to, to get and to you that would, level. You would need, you would like, like the only teams left, left in the, on, on the, uh, on that side to to do that right now based on record is the Vikings who are again lost you guys already the Giants who while it's a, a great story don't see them going, going that far you know so it, it, to me it, it's 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 a cakewalk to the number one seed hopefully hopefully I, well, yeah. I think fourteen to three is probably what what I would assume and so with the the Giants having to play the Eagles twice I, I would see a split there probably and then the giants have to play dallas again was the last time in dallas or is that it was in, in new york it was in new okay. york so they have to go to dallas yeah to, to play them so it's yeah it's it's going to be a weird finish this this whole nfl season just overall has it's been so weird. fucking wacky man i can't believe that uh you know and i can't stand you guys especially though but i love jalen hurts i mean jalen hurts been fantastic this year guys I, I, i'm i'm it's so, it's so weird because like I joke about that, but I really am a fan of the kid. I, I followed the kids in Alabama, and I, it's I hard him. not to be right. Like he's, he's a great, he's dude, a humble dude. guy. Right. You can see he works hard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's very likable. He's yeah. He's just goes in, does his work, and just seems to be someone that his teammates all love. Like, and and don't get me wrong, I was a big Wentz fan when he was with the Eagles, and, and I think he did great. And the injury certainly played a role in mm-hmm. in the. The downfall of Wentz, but he didn't really seem to have the locker room yeah. like Jalen did, like or Jalen does. Um, you know, and, and even towards the end when there was like the leaks and and not everyone agrees with. It. Even when he was having his MVP season prior to the injury, it didn't mm-hmm. seem like that team was like rallied behind Carson as as much as they are behind Jalen. Yeah. I have a weird thing for for Philip and quarterbacks. I love I was a love Randall Cunningham growing up. Great, great watching him as a kid. Not the love. <laughs> I mean, McNabb. I, I had to stop up stop with McNabb for years. I was a big Carson Wentz guy. I actually, you know, a lot of my reason why I stole. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Picked Washington to go to playoffs because I still believe Wentz has something in the tank to do it. Yeah. You know, I actually has an MVP tw- like five years ago. So it's weird, but this kid Jalen Hurts is such a great kid, and it's, so it's, it's that kind of those things where like, I hate your fucking team, but like the quarterback's cool, man. I, I like yeah. the quarterback. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping he does well. I hope he gets a new contract, big contract, all that stuff. So I, I think he's he's played into that. I I know there's still a lot of criticism of running versus passing, but what I've seen a lot is that he's just willing to do what he needs to do to win the game. I think it's ending though, though, be honest, because I, I what you're seeing now, a lot of people, a lot of analysts say now that. It's almost like a requirement to have not so much a running quarterback, but a mobile quarterback that can move the yeah. pocket. Yeah, like your Josh Allen, yes. your Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to have that ability to run. We, I think we've kind of seen the end of the, the pocket QBs that dominated for so long, like your Big Bens, your Tom, your Peyton, your Eli, like yeah. guys that could pick you apart if you gave them time. But if that pocket collapses, then it's done. I think Herbert's the last guy. And he can yeah, move around. He, he, he can move around, he, he too. around. Derek Carr, too. Kind of same thing. You know, he, he can move if he has to, but it's not what you expect out of him. But, I mean, you look at the, the hot commodities of the QBs now. And I guess Burrow, because he has that surgically yeah. repaired leg, yeah. isn't running as much as he once yeah, was. But true. But so I, I would say, but I mean, you look around the rest of the league, you see the teams at the tops, the, they have quarterbacks that, that are going to take off and run if they have to and, right. and see the opportunity. All right. So about, talk about a team that's had a slow start, but has that has some expectations come to the year. That is your Sixers. Now, you told me in the past that of all those sports you root for, that's the one you're most passionate about. Yeah, I would put Philly, the, the Sixers at one, Notre Dame two, Phillies at three. Wow. OK. Um, what, what a three start. Uh, I was not pretty, but you know, I, I look. It's, I, I know I expected. Expected in my eyes, uh, the really, the Bucks, you think so? Really? I mean, well, game Bucks one game definitely. But... Game one was in Boston on Bill Russell night. Right. No chance they're winning that. Right. Zero. That that team was going to come out hot and motivated. That city was going to be into it. I mean, that they retired or or had the the whole ceremony for Bill Russell. I mean, that was right. that was Boston's night to win. Mm-hmm. They're not losing that game. Milwaukee um, is—it's a coin toss, either direction. I mean, for the most part, Milwaukee has had the Sixers number. We've we beat them a handful of times, but I—I yeah. I wasn't anticipating that. The the Spurs one is where I was first. Like, okay, we're coming out a little bit too slow here. But then, I mean, you told me the Spurs have been playing kind of upstart this season, yeah. so. Them in Utah and Portland are now, you know, playing under out the Gore right now. Yeah. Um. Well, a lot of the talk, I because number one, James Harden has been actually really good, like yeah. individually speaking. But yeah. a lot of the talk has been that Harden being great isn't good for the team. Harden being, you know, hard like Houston Harden is not really good for the team. And a lot of the announcements I've heard, you know, in the last couple of days is that for Philadelphia to take the next leap to being that top three to each conference team to, to, to contend for NBA finals birth or win a championship. 
is that Tyrese Maxey has to, has to take next next step. He has to be the number two option, as opposed to uh, Harden. You, you you agree with that? I don't think it's necessarily wrong. I just don't think that Maxey is ready for that yet, and I think that's kind okay. of the importance of Harden being in this team because you've, I mean, you follow basketball pretty closely. You've seen mm. Harden kind of taking Maxey under his wing since he got here working with him closely. You've seen Maxi kind of working on the step back. It's not going right. to be as pretty as Harden's, but he's getting there, but he's learning to be a more confident three-point shooter than he was his rookie campaign. Uh, and I think that just continues to grow as those two continue to play together in that backcourt. So I think by next season is when you'd see Joel and Maxi be the one-two and, and James kind of fall into the third mm-hmm. slot there. But I don't think they're quite ready for that yet. And I think Harden sees that, which is why he's been playing more. But you and I have talked for for Philly to be at the next level. It's not so much about the players. It's about moving on from Doc Rivers. You're not a Doc guy still. I'm still not. Um, I think the past few seasons, I mean, we saw what the team did with Brett Brown. They just couldn't get past that hump. We brought in Doc Rivers to get them past that. And they're still not winning series that they should they're still not moving past rounds that, that they should be able to and so i'm i'm been i've been ready for the sam cassell era in philly and i think if they don't make that happen another team is going to to start the sam cassell era somewhere else and and philly will be remiss of another coach that they let go that is going to right. to see success like monty and phoenix doc is another year in contract right another year after this I think he even has two left. I think he signed he a got five a, he year got a, deal. He signed, ext- he signed an extension. Or you just he didn't sign an extension, but he had okay. a five year deal coming in. I think we're in year four right now. Okay. Because I, I I've been off the dog wagon for quite a few years now. I actually wrote a blog back in 2017 saying Doc Rivers overrated yeah. with the Clippers. With the Clippers. Okay. Because he's been living off that Celtics 08 t- title for a long fucking time. A long fucking time, and it's time to get off that wagon now. Is I mean, at, the, at the time though, when they brought him in, it was really came down to him, Dan Tony, who I wanted to know mm-hmm. part of, and Lou, who I I kind of put on the same pedestal as Ty Lou. Yeah, you you like Ty Lou? I I don't I haven't seen enough out of Ty Lou to say this guy is an incredible coach. I like Lou. I think Lou was what he's doing with the Clippers last year. I mean, I, in retrospect. Right. Came over Doc, a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> but I, at the same time, I wasn't when that it was kind. Of, Doc was kind of not even in the conversation at first, and yeah. then he got let go from Los Angeles, and it moved quickly. Mm-hmm. And so it was really between D'Antoni and Lou, and I was like, I'm not really sold on either of these guys. And we got Doc Brown. It was like, okay, great. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, and it, I don't. I don't think either any of those three are coaches that. I think that it's kind of we're past that point. We need to start looking at at other assistant coaches, and and that's why I'm ready for Cassell because I think that the work he's done in the backcourt. I mean, you've seen the growth of Maxi, and I think that is 100% attributed to Sam Cassell working with him. But at one and three, you're not concerned at this point. It's tough for me to really. You didn't be say no. See, you didn't say no. The, the Spurs loss was the first time where I was like, "This, this is a problem." 
So a one and three start isn't great, but I mean, a few years ago, they started five and oh, the, the Horford year, and that was an absolute mess by the end of it. So mm-hmm. I, I think this early in the season is they're still figuring things out. This is the first year that they've had like their core in place, but at the same time, they did still add Tucker. They added Melton. Like th- those are two people that mm-hmm. I think are going to play a large role on the team, and they're probably just adjusting to getting them into what whatever it is doc is trying to do right last thing let you go I, I, I this is off off the grid not fully related obviously uh obviously you like i said earlier in the podcast you are you know part of uh, one fifth of the uh, three count wrestling the uh, three count thursday podcast um so on my on the last episode i did um yesterday i touched on seth rollins because i've been so like you, you know my history i, I was at the old 2002 i stopped watching wrestling for, for 17 years Obviously, I you know checked in a little bit here, Cena, and you know just to see what's going on. But I never, it's a I didn't longer watch. break than I took, but probably around the same time. Right, I think but I, I was until like fourteen. 13. Well, between between being in a band and then you know my, be my 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 girlfriend with my wife and having kids, I just didn't, that was something I just didn't have time for. Right. You know, and then three years ago, you know, I started, I got back, I got back, got back into it. Um, and, and I knew what Seth Rollins was for long, you know, even then, and then. At the time when I when I followed Seth Rollins at, at that time he was he just went aside from from Brock and was I wasn't feel I wasn't feeling his uh the babyface thing I just wasn't feeling that that run okay. was that's the same time when Kofi won the title as well too and then these last couple of years now you know him turning heel again in you know late nineteen and he's been heel ever since I've had I've done the one eighty on, on Seth Rollins okay to me you know and I want to ask you this. Because we were gonna do we were gonna do this on Take Three Wrestling this year. I'm not sure we're still gonna do it or not. Because this year was the fourth anniversary of this man taking over for his dad. Uh, we're gonna do a WWE 40 um, pocket, uh, uh, like you know, rank, we'll rank uh, the top 40 greatest superstars in history of the company. Okay. I think if you really think about it, Seth Rollins is, is possibly a top 25 guy, maybe even top 20. You make a case for that. I think this run. As Seth freaking, Seth freaking Rollins, this run with the, the eccentric and defer and all that stuff, I, I fucking love it. I know how you feel about it, but I fucking think it's fantastic. It's a great character. I think this character, especially, has put him in a t- possible top 20 conversation. What do you think? Okay. So, I mean, you, you have to look at the different phases of Seth Rollins. I mean, yeah. the Seth freaking Rollins stuff is fantastic. I wish yeah. you on that 100%. Um, Best was one? It? No. Not, not for me. The this the authority Seth Rollins. Okay. Right after the Shield turn is probably my favorite. The I didn't sell out. I bought in phase. The the whole feud that he had being the top guy, the face of like Triple H's anointed one. I think that was Seth Rollins' best work as okay. a heel and his best work in the ring. Um, obviously, injuries kind of played a part yeah. in in why that didn't continue because I think that would have been a meteoric rise if he doesn't get hurt. Right. Um I wasn't a huge fan of the Messiah Seth Rollins. I don't know yeah, how you right. felt on that. Right. Um but but absolutely as a as a face, uh, I don't want to see that anymore. That's that's not Seth's best work. Um you know him him being that that I'm better than you that kind of dickhead heel has always been his best era, even starting with the shield, you know, him and Dean were the mouthpieces of the shield because Seth's always cut fantastic promos and it just Mm -hmm. doesn't 
work as well if he's supposed to be the guy that we're cheering for. You know, he has to be that guy you love to hate more than anything else. Right. So um, I don't know that he makes it as high as top 20, but 100% top 25. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Cause like, he's definitely a top 40 guy. I mean, no one's going to question oh, he's, that. He's, he's yeah. top 40. His, this run reminds me of my all-time favorite wrestler, Macho, Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho, Macho, his Macho King run, though, okay. where he was... I was back to being a heel after it was entitled Hogan in 89 and just going even more eccentric, you know, sensational Sherry, his manager, especially they, they, they made that change and it still worked to me. Seth Rollins, not a great top guy, but he's a great number two slash number three guy to me. It's like it, same with, same with Savage. Yeah. And, and for me, cause my top guy is HBK. I don't see many similarities with those two, but number two is Guerrero. And I think that like, that smirk that that he's the the lie cheat and steal stuff and and what seth has done throughout some of his heel runs where he's kind of even with the shield where it was constantly like them helping each other out to stay on top i think that's where i see more similarities and probably why i've been drawn to seth since he mm-hmm. started is just yeah. because he's had the attitude that eddie had he's cool like eddie was but he's not necessarily and and eddie was a face and, and pulled it off well but Eddie was a lot more fun when he was the heel and when he was doing the whole lie, cheat, steal angle of his career. It's funny about Guerrero, though, is that obviously his his WWE run was fantastic in the 2000s, but I've seen more of his WCW stuff than in WWE because by the time he came to WWE in 02 or 102, I, that's when I stopped. I mean, I, yeah. obviously, I see matches in hindsight, but I still like don't I, I, I get why the greatness and stuff, but I still remember most of his WCW stuff, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And, and I think that's kind of one of those legacy things that, that people, yeah. it's it's tough to like really separate some because there's been so much. Like Jericho had a fantastic WWE career, but also had a fantastic WCW career that, right. that just kind of gets glossed over now because, I mean, they're, they combined eventually, so it didn't really matter. But there's no one really like that that sting character who was like, well, 98% WWE because of the, the run that I don't think many sting fans want to talk about in WWE, <laughs> but um, I still like forget that actually happened. I, like, I, I haven't reminded it actually happened. Cause it was, it was a 2014, whatever it was. Yeah. And I was never a WCW guy. I was always oh, really. WWF. Okay. Yeah. But um, so sting coming over, I understood the importance of it, but like that, that run didn't tarnish Sting for me just because I I didn't have like the the Wolfpack and the Crow yeah Sting love that a lot of WCW guys have like Tim on three count is a huge Sting guy for that reason. So so you didn't watch you were into the NWO stuff early on? I watched it. It's just when it came to the wars, I watched Monday Night Raw. And then I, I like would read about what happened on Nitro or or Right. Maybe tape it on like another TV and go back and watch it. But I was always watching VCR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was a Hulk, I'm I'm a Hogan disciple. So when Hogan okay. and WCW, that's where I went also too. And then it wasn't until after the NWO got way too fucking bloated. And when they swept the NWO to Wolfpack, I was out. Okay. Went back Which to me. Funny because Big Jim is a, a Bret Hart disciple, but he stayed true to Vince in the breakup. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Well, he made the right choice, though, because what did Brett, Brett do in fucking WCW? He did nothing. Nothing. He you got know? injured. <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not his fault, to be honest. He was, the book was just fucking terrible. You yeah. know? So it is what it is. Hey, Matt, plug away. Anything you want to plug? We got it? Yeah, you can hear me, as EJ alluded to. I'm on Thursday nights and Tuesday nights, technically, on the, the Three Count podcast, where we talk mainly WWE wrestling, but we're starting to, to dip into some other stuff, some AEW and some non-wrestling related discussions. Uh, we have a Halloween episode coming up this week where we're going to debate um, the spooky or creepy characters from wrestling and, and make our Mount Rushmore and discuss if they even work moving forward. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> <laughs> your boogeyman's. Do you ever oh see God. a character like that in, in WWE? So that's going to be the discussion. So, uh, that's three count Thursday. You can hear me on the Huddle Up podcast most Tuesdays. This coming week's gonna be a little wonky because I'll be at the World Series, but I'm usually what? there. On is Game Tuesday. Four actually on that t- on Tuesday? Game Four is on Tuesday. Yeah. Damn, I won't see you. Damn. Yeah, so I'm I'm taking off work early. I got the the approval. I will be in Philly by noon, and wish me luck. <laughs> um, so. How far is uh, the stadium from your house? It's about a two hour drive. So really, I'm leave- yeah, I'm leaving my house around noon. Get there by two. Uh, I got a hotel for the night, so I'm not. But you do live in you, you live in Philadelphia, right? Or no? No, I live outside of Philadelphia. Okay, okay. I live closer to Harrisburg. So. Oh, okay, okay. I was telling Jim the other day in the podcast. You know, you, you know, you guys between you and all, all the three count guys, you guys make Philadelphia, you guys make PA sound much more fun than it probably should be. <laughs> yeah, you really the, do. The, outside the Philly, outside, were... <laughs> outside Philly, of course, though. Outside Philly, Philly, I, I expect it to be great. Like I don't hate everything about Philadelphia. I love the Roots, for example. One of all time yeah. groups of all time. You know, I love Will Smith. You know, I get it. But, you know, it's a sports thing. That's all. It's oh, yeah. everything. I can help it's it. It's totally fair. Totally. So. Yep. Uh, so. And then we'll we'll see you next time I'm on, I'm on the, the Earnestly Speaking podcast. I know we said you, me, and Ryan were going to have a political discussion sometimes. So yeah. Definitely do that sometime. I'm, I'm very interested on that in that Senate and governor's race, actually. In that yeah, state. yeah. From what I heard, the uh, this the Senate debate didn't go very well for anyone involved. So that's probably why they both waited until a week before election day to do yeah. this, because most minds are made up at this point. Yeah, pretty much. I, I would say on pretty much any. I, I don't think there's a lot. There's a lot of swing voters really in all these races. To be honest with you. No. So not either. at this point. Everyone's no. probably had their mind made up for the last three six months. Honestly. Yeah, pretty much. So. All right, man. Good job as always. All right, brother.